Welcome back to another episode of Media Rewind on the Boom Howdy Entertainment Network. Boom Howdy. I am your host, Dustin P., and on this episode, we talk Season 8, Episode 10 of AMC's The Walking Dead, entitled The Lost and the Plunderers. But before we get into the episode, let me introduce my co-host. He's a little bit under the weather this evening, so he probably won't be talking as much as normal. He is Genius McGee. Genius, what's going on, bud? How's it going, man? Uh, it's going pretty good. Are you feeling any better? Yeah, I'm feeling fine. It's just you, my, you don't my... feel like a walker? Try it. Maybe I try it, people. Hey, there you go. But uh, but no, just a little frog. Got yeah. a frog. Well, hopefully you got your tea because we yeah. settled in. We got it. We got the uh, episode on DVR. We were able to fast forward through all the commercials, which always is a plus. Exactly. Um, because we don't get broken up by a lot of the, the different interference and, you know, the, the commercial opportunities. Which, okay, so that's one thing. Okay, spoilers, 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 right? We're yeah, here. we dive right into spoilers for the sake of brevity, so. Okay. So I think as much as we bitch all the time about like, man, commercials always ruin the fucking flow and blah, 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 blah. The commercials would have been like, okay in this episode. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, there were some heavy, uh, some heavy issues in this episode. Well, not even that, just whole structure wise. Yeah. Like it would have been okay. Yeah, and and for those that, that haven't watched, um, I don't know why you're listening to the episode before you watch. Right. Uh, but for those that have watched, it did do a lot of what genius and i have always had issue with in the past mm -hmm. but not so much in this episode if that makes any sense it does a time shift but it doesn't do it as as it did a quintern it did a quintarantino four rooms um pulp fiction exactly thing. but it but it didn't do like rapid time displacement right. like we've always had a problem with before right and it also told its own little separate stories with, even though they it was kinda, the Walking Dead anthology, right? And they kind of not all intermingled, but they kind of did all intermingle, which I thought was a benefit, but also a detriment to it. Yep, I'm, I'm with you on that one. So let's just go ahead and jump right into the episode. Out and, and the way that we'll go about this is very similar to the way that the actual show's episode was. How we'll break it up into segmented pieces. Mm -hmm. So the very first piece what we see is Michonne mm -hmm. and we see how she's dealing with the big spoiler, Carl's death from last, last right. episode. So what was your take on that? I did not like this part at all. One, I thought it dealt more with Rick than it did with Michonne to me. I mean, like it just, it just showed Michonne chopping off zombies and stuff, but it mostly focused on Rick with the gun and all that stuff. Plus there was a couple of shots in this and see that's the thing i don't know if each of these separate uh stories were separated uh done by different directors but one thing that this this the michonne one stuck out to me like a sore thumb for the fact is one one it did like i said earlier it didn't focus on michonne that much in my eyes you know i don't want internal monologue but at least Maybe she could read her letter or something. It, that that was my one point with the entire episode. Right. But I'll let you continue. Go ahead. Also, there was two shots in this that three actually that I was like, man, that's that's goofy. You know, I mean that, I, that it just seemed out of place in just the Michonne part or in yes, the, in, in, the ju in just okay. in just the Michonne part. What what are those three three shots? One was it's during the trash trap, right? Okay. When she looked up and like. Ah, oh, it was almost very like, like both her and Rick almost did like the B movie look, you know, the kind of the kind of frightened like Bride yeah, of Frankenstein. Like, oh, and it just and it was like almost too long. Like, 
oh, like you have time to run, you know? And and then the other one uh, was kind of like when they were both like shocked, like they saw something like, what? The camera went whoop. Like, it's just like, I'm like. Very Tom and Jerry kind right. of. Right. And like, it was supposed to be a serious thing, but it was such like rapid fire, like whoop, whoop, you know? It, it just seemed like way out of place for me. And for something that should have been more um, emotional, more had an emotional punch, especially from Michonne's side. Because while we did get a lot of what Michonne was talking about, we didn't get that until Rick's episode. So it just seemed a little bit like, I don't know, if you're going to say you're going to focus on Michonne, focus on Michonne. Yeah, and I think what they tried to do in this one was a, a little heavy-handed. I mean, yeah, the the I guess you would say the, the Frady Cat reaction to the trash falling down and whatnot, right. that was over the top, especially for two people that have been in this... In this apocalypse, in this you know heightened sense of danger, yeah. for as long as they have, do you really think some falling luggage is going to freak them out? Well, to that extent, and the fact is they had more than ample time to move out of the way according to the reactions. You right. Know? That was my only, like, it just took me way out of that scene, and it was hard to get back into it. But I'm glad I got back into it later, but we'll talk about that. Yeah, right. when, when we talk into the other segments. Right. I, I think my issue with the Michonne segment is very similar to what you said. I think they focused on Rick a little bit too heavy during her sentiment. Mm -hmm. um, they dealt a lot with, you know, <coughs> her being very, I guess, closed off now, you know, because Carl even said he didn't want her to carry this with her. Right. But that's that's easy for somebody to say not easy for someone to do mm -hmm. so you could definitely tell that she's got this burden and and she's carrying this yoke of guilt right about what happened but i think one of the things that i really enjoyed about michonne's piece is when she saw the handprints for both carl and judith that was a good scene. yeah i mean and you could tell that you know michonne really had she had issue trying to grasp what had actually happened mm -hmm. so I mean, you know, huge props to all the actors on the on the show. I mean, I know a lot of people pan them for, you know, this is just a zombie soap opera, blah, blah, right. blah. But they really do a really good job of conveying emotion. So, you know, w with Michonne, when she sees those two handprints, she realizes that it's no longer safe. She almost snaps out of it too quickly for the way that I thought she would handle that, that mm -hmm. scenario. I mean, and it's not like I want to come out the gate like, yeah, oh, I don't man, want her that's balling. Bullshit. You know, I don't right. want her to go in into King Ezekiel mode where she's like right. essentially comatose for th you know three episodes. Yeah, exactly. But like a little bit more like what she's dealing with, and like, and I don't want to come out the gate like saying, "Man, that was bullshit," and blah 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 blah. You know, but like, unfortunately, that was the first segment. You know, and so this was my least favorite segment. Yeah, of of one of my favorite characters, right? Which should have been more emotional i mean there was a lot of emotion in it but it should have been more like i don't know i just wanted more michonne yeah and i think one of the other issues that i had with this particular portion of the episode was the fact that she relied too heavily on a lot of non-michonne type actions yeah you know when she was talking about oh well carl used to sit up here so let's put out the fire you know no matter what our what what safety issues we have with ourselves and she just seemed to come unhinged, and it's almost like, 
her mannerisms and her dealing with everything is now being almost mirrored to what how Rick handles situations. Right. She's but I, I know she wanted to keep a memorial and I don't know if it was also a tactical move because you don't want that much smoke calling more walkers. But at the same time, like I mean they did blow up houses, so I mean yeah, it's not like they're gonna run around with fire extinguishers. Smoke. I don't know. I see I I I know that's how she was handling her grief at the time. It's to keep a memento of Carl in some memoriam. But, like, yeah. When she was going ape on the on the walkers, it's... It, um, bonus points for the special effects yep. in this episode. Absolutely. Because when that face got ripped off, that was phenomenal. Yeah. I really dug and that. And, I mean, it really shows the, the I guess, the accelerated decay of the walkers yeah. now even michelle was like Ugh. i know i'm gonna touch that <laughs> gross it's, so and then it was smart to just start making a wall of yeah. human yeah just let them stay there yeah. you know I if mean, you can't close the gate you might as well you know allow them to close it for you right but yeah f- when sh- they went on their uh extinguisher spree you know i understand where she was coming from dealing with grief and in, in her own way but at the same time it's like that was very like uh, a little a little atypical of her character. Yeah. I mean, she's she's had bad things happen to her before. I mean, there's time... even at the beginning of the apocalypse, right. she's had terrible things happen to her. I mean, you can totally tell that she loves Carl, and like, I don't know. It seems like she'd do a little bit something more like either she would go full on berserker, or she would like just kind of like I don't want to do shit, retreat into herself for a little bit, you know, but. I don't know. It was kind of a nice moment. It was a cool scene, but like at the same time, the whole the earlier trash thing just kind of took me out of it and just uh, the later on thing, but I don't know. I did think it was very appropriate that uh, Michonne was the one that found out that Carl had written the, the letter to Negan, mm-hmm. and she was the one that bra- uh, breaks that news to Rick, <coughs> you know, that Carl wrote all these letters to all the different people. And she kind of says an almost a, a shocking thing. She goes, well, he wrote one to Negan. And then Rick is just like, what? Why? Why? You know, what, right. what's going on here? Well, I'm not surprised at all. Corn knew his dream. Oh, no, I'm I'm not surprised with no. just the interaction that he had with Negan on, yeah. on all of the episodes where, you know, Carl and Negan had interactions, you know, when when they took him back to to the, the, the savior compound and then at the wall in Alexandria. I wasn't shocked at all yeah. because I think that. Carl is the only one that is in this world that is speaking to Negan. And I, I don't mean Negan. I mean pre-apocalypse Negan. That's right. actually speaking to his old self. But once again, once you're the moral compass, exactly. your days you, are you're, numbered. You're gone. Yeah. So, I mean, we get the, the snippet with uh, Michonne, and then we immediately go into commercial, of course, mm-hmm. but we come back with the snippet for Negan, which I thought was very telling of uh, more of the character of both Simon, mm-hmm. a.k.a. You know, Genius Trevor. calls him Trevor, uh-huh. uh, but it, it was also one of those things where it, it gave you a little bit more information about Negan, because yeah. you know what Negan wants Simon to do is he wants him to prove a point to the garbage people. Mm-hmm. He, he says, go to Jadis, prove a point. And he, you know, he says our standard message, you know, kill one so everybody else gets in line. Right. Well, you know, and and Negan is still this this person that believes that he is the he is justified in what he's doing and whatever he says is law, and he's a hundred percent right. Yeah, and, and Negan forbid you go against his wishes. You right. know, even against better plan. Now, I'm not saying what Trevor did. We'll, 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 when his stories comes, we'll get to that. But uh, 
I don't what he did was right, but at the same time, like he might have had a point with Negan was like, hey, you know, we just need to cut our losses. They turned. And I mean, I'm just like you, man. I think that that was a very interesting play for him to have, but I think it was a, I think it was an apt point. Well, I really do. Good, good, bad, or indifferent. I wrote down. Damn, Trevor. And so when he was talking back to Negan and the way he did it, I was like, shit, Trevor's got more balls than a Christmas tree. So it's the way he goes, this is a bullshit plan, you know? Which is something Negan is probably not used to hearing, especially when it's coming from... From one of his generals. Right. Or one of his lieutenants, yeah. And he was asking the whole time, where's uh, Gavin? Where's Gavin? Does Tre- Does Negan know that Dwight is turncoat? I don't believe yet. I, I I don't. I've not seen the. I guess the 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 female emissary that was out there with Dwight. I haven't seen her go back to the savior compound. She's dead. And I don't think Did that she... the big. I don't think the big reveal has come that you know Dwight has been a turncoat yet. So, mm-hmm. um, I it's going to be interesting to see because now you know if you've got Dwight in the camp with mm-hmm. the survivors. I mean, he's going to know the ins and outs and how Negan prepares, how Negan carries out all of his plans, and what plans might have been laid already. Well, and now what's going to happen to... This is going into conjecture territory. What's going to happen now when Negan finally finds out what uh, Trevor did to the trash people? I think he's going to fucking flip shit. I really do. I think that Negan is, is one of those people that... The only reason why the saviors have come this far is because they... As, as fucked up as it sounds in their head, They've they have rules, and they, yeah, they have this. They have this doctrine of Negan, mm-hmm. you know, where that they have the 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 rules and stipulations on how punishment is carried out, how structure is going to be followed going forward, and to have one of his lieutenants openly challenge him, right, is, is going to set a very bad precedent. Not only openly challenge him, but disobey. And, Absolutely, and take take away a valuable resource. Like he said, the trash people, as weird as they may be, they, they are work. still a valuable resource, and they are. I yeah. mean, the trash people could have turned the tide for either one of them. Now they're turning a different kind of tide, but oil. <laughs> <laughs> and and you tide. know, you see with you see with the interaction between Simon and Negan, you know, Negan is is visibly angered. To have his yeah. to have his authority Talking challenged, shit, right? And and then he finally just tells him, you know, Simon, just do your job. Mm-hmm. That's that's all he wants him to do. Just do your job, and your job is to do what I tell you to do. Right. You know, nothing else. I mean, but that's the same thing. I mean, one, they both have two valid points. One, he Negan is full on in dictator mode, like or supervillain mode, right? But Trevor's Meanwhile like, at the Hall of Negan. Right? But Trevor's like, maybe we <laughs> nice. Uh maybe we should listen, right? Yeah. And maybe we should maybe we should just cut our losses. Just fuck them up and just uh, what is he gonna do? He fucks them up. He fucks them up. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, and, and Simon wants to wants to teach a lesson to all of the trash people and Jadis. Uh-huh. But he also makes the point a very good point. You know, why don't we just walk away with it? Uh, you know, walk away from the sa- the, the, the survivors while we're already at a loss. You know, they've lost a satellite community. They they've lost the. I, I guess their their walls have been compromised at the Savior Compound, and and Simon, I you know, for all of his faults and what we find out he does later on in the episode, I mean, that is a very valid point. Mm-hmm. At some point, you know, 
an immovable object meets the you know <laughs> just a, a a a thing that they can't overcome. Something has to go. Yeah, and, and plus plus either way, I don't know if I could trust the trash people. No, they, I mean, and even like, Negan says, you know, they did some they did some triple crossing this that and the other, and it's like, would you be able to kind of you know right. even even bring yourself to confide in these people what a plan would be? Right. If they've already screwed you over twice. <laughs> We don't have to worry about that anymore. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, but before, you know, after the, the Negan part, we come back to Enid. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Annie Oakley, I think you called her a couple episodes ago. This is what, this is another one I did not like. I, I wasn't too fond of this one either. Because Enid is wrong. Enid, I think my main point was Enid was wrong in the total justification of herself. One, she said, like, there was no other way. Bullshit, there wasn't any other way. Well, I, I don't think that Enid was doing that to say that, you know, that she had to kill her. I think what she's doing is she's using a coping mechanism to she, rationalize why right. she killed. That's exactly she's that's exactly what she's doing. She's using a coping mechanism to figure out why she did it because she says that. But, but then she goes, then I'll do it again. She don't need to fucking cope with it. You know, she goes, there was no other way. Warning shots. Shot in the leg. Shot in the arm. Something. Shot Not, in the air. <laughs> right? Not cap, 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 cap. Right? I mean, <laughs> she could have done something else. And then, and then she had the balls to say, look, it ain't my fault. She made me to do it. She didn't even That know was a little over there. the top. She was, she was, you came from behind and sucker punched her with a gun. You know? So how's it like she you made sucker no punched choice. her to death mark quad was a big dude he could have like karate kicked that spear out of her hand or something i forgot what weapon did she have i think she had a spear yeah so like she can dodge or something right so bullshit so bullshit she didn't give her a chance and bullshit there wasn't any other way so that's why i had to call around and say there wasn't any other way so now join us and fight you know what i'm saying that is not the way to negotiate. And and she even tries to pass it off as, you know, and downplay the whole issue by saying killing is the punishment. No. No, it's you, not. It is nowhere even close. Not only, it's not like you killed a guard either. You killed the fucking leader of the group. It's not like you killed somebody's goat. You, you killed somebody's grandmother, you, the, the elder a, statesperson of this community. Fucking regicide, you know? <laughs> you... you <laughs> Is it regicide? Yeah, I think it's because the queen. Yeah, you just committed like fucking. The leader of the group is gone. Then you have the audacity the same day to tell the to tell the uh, the new leader and the granddaughter like, look, she didn't have any other choice. It ain't my fault. Now help me fight these other people, or they'll kill you. You know, it's like. Bitch, you just killed people here, right. you know. And then the like, and and then in, in in I don't even know what the new leaders, the girl's name, I can't Cindy? remember. Cindy, Cindy, the younger girl. Yeah. So one, the even younger girl was like, let's just fucking kill him. And in the same way, I'd kind of be like, yeah, fuck them, you know. But at the same time, she did have a point. We are helping your cause. We're letting you live. Yeah. Now go. You know. I'd be like, okay, cool. But then to say, no, you're wrong. And then what's what? And then she wants to go back. And then what the fuck is Marquard going to do? I have no idea what his plan is, but he looked like he was like, I'm not going back there, but I'm going to do something. What is he going to build like a, like a shanty? He looked like he was crouching, like he was going to like, like attack people, like wandering, <laughs> come out, wandering travelers. Like they're going to hunt for berries. Like, 
and just like attacks them and like steals their berries and runs off in the forest like oh we can't hunt anymore because the cat person of the hills comes and takes our food like no i don't, I don't what the fuck is he i, I don't do? quite think that we're going that far with aaron's character i don't think he's going on full-on cat person but he was like trust me he's, and he's, that, he's not wearing kitten mittens for christ's sake right but no i, I think what he Dude. was what he was referring to is that he's going to try to speak to cindy right you know specifically not necessarily no. go into oceanside <laughs> but you know maybe while she's you know foraging or doing uh-huh. whatever or like <laughs> It just seemed like it was a silly shot at the end for him to crouch. And because it was almost like not quite menacing, but lovable, goofy, menacing. And like, it's not like they, <laughs> and like it's not was, like they didn't know he wasn't there. Right. I mean, they just left him there. Right. And then fucking. No, let's go back. They, they, we, I'm not leaving without them joining our fight. Bitch, they're about to kill you. And you, cause you, and you deserve to die. If this was any other place in any other where you kill the leader and they catch you dead to rights, you're gone. Yeah. I mean, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's very true. <sighs> and it, it's I, the only reason why I had issue with this particular snippet is that we haven't seen this type of, I guess, output from Enid since she's even become a character. But for her to be wrong on her first going out. Well, well, that too. But I mean, we haven't we haven't realized even this much emotion, this much, mm-hmm. I guess, thought process. Mm-hmm. We've not really gotten anything like this from Enid. And then all of a sudden, it's just like, no, killing is the punishment. Man, I'm gonna be emo Enid now. Man, it's almost like she knows somehow in like a Jedi Force that Carl's dead, and she's acting out now. I, it, it's just it's so out of her <coughs> out of her character to date. Here's the that, thing. That's the part that bugged me. It, because she had no character. She was just that quiet mouse, like, let's go on an adventure. And then she's like fucking Annie Oakley, pew, pew, you know? And like, no, I didn't do it. It's her fault. No, bitch. It's like, I, I'm, I'm, you just killed my grandma, you know? <laughs> I just couldn't. I thought there was more. I hope there's more story to tell because to me. God, there better be. There should be more. This is just such a cut and dry weird balance i this was another one of those that i did not like and i it's like how much more can you fuck up enid you know that's very true i mean (laughs) i mean what's she gonna do shoot cindy next put her in a wheelchair if anything anything else happens it's just gonna become comical enid is gonna become the fucking (laughs) dog she's gonna be the don knots of the walking dead like oh aaron she's gonna try and sneak in a like a one of their huts or something and just just gonna set it ablaze she's gonna shoot herself in the foot (laughs) i didn't do it this is the punishment don't punish me now let's fight or they're gonna come and burn your village down girl you just burned the village down already you know what else can you do uh well, let's go ahead and get off that ah. one because I got a feeling you could talk at nauseum about the <laughs> the adventures of Aaron and Enid. But uh, ah. the the very next the, the next <laughs> snippet we've got is is the one I know that you had a you had quite a few things that you wanted to talk about, and it was Simon's. Yes. So I mean, this was this was probably my favorite part of the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, huge props to Stephen Ogg. I mean, yes. we've said before that yes. he, is, he is playing the shit out of Simon. I mean, he's just a very charismatic character actor, period. Uh-huh. But 
I mean, you can really tell that his embodiment of Simon is just off the fucking rails at this point. Bullshit! Yeah, and his his delivery of just that line, oh, I mean, so good, made me just smile because it's like it was it was very out of nowhere. Yeah, number one. Well, but it was just like the way that he he was just speaking calmly. You know, we, we need this, that, and the other. I don't think you're sorry enough. This, that, the other. He's like bullshit, real loud. It's just like that's fantastic. It was great. This and Jada, back to back, was so good because. My two favorite things so Jada. far. Uh, Will Smith, uh, Will Smith's Jada. wife's in this? Uh, Jadis. Jadis. Jadis and the Trash People. Uh, my two favorite things so far. Trevor and the Trash People, right? Sounds like a band. Sounds like a <laughs> punk band. Ladies and gentlemen, look. Trevor and the Trash People. This is my next song. Bullshit. Say yes. So, <laughs> but like... <coughs> I love this part because one his delivery and god damn that was some fuckery. I mean, just one to kill like uh, the trash people's. I don't if not lovers, at least lieutenants, because the hive probably gets freaky deaky. No, he killed everybody. But first, right? The, oh yeah, yeah. You're talking about like uh, Jadis's lieutenants. Yeah. The the old creepy guy. Yeah. Who looked like something out of the hills have eyes, and then I guess her number two. Right, because there had to have been like a little bit of emotional ties because in the Jadis episode... The yeah, because she stopped speaking and Yoda speak. Right, and the J, the J... Well, I got some things about that, too. But this, just to fucking blow them all away. First of all, Pollyanna McIntosh killing it in this episode. Mm-hmm. Like, both, both this and her vignette just amazing I've always liked Pollyanna McIntosh for a while now she's been in some really cool horror movies and a bunch of other stuff uh, Tales of Halloween and shit it's really good but the, just for her change and for her to step up and be like remorse and just punch her like no and then for them to go ape shit both killer performances in this and um can we just go into the jada one or was there uh, uh not jada one? no actually jadis was right right after jada. simon's okay so can let's just go into that one and put the two together because i want to talk about that one can yeah have at it okay. man have at it i mean i i pretty much said i needed everything i needed to say about simon's i did think it was very interesting that when simon was speaking with jadis he said you know what's the deal with the helipad in the back yeah. What's the deal with the solar panels? What did this used to be? Yeah. And she even says, she goes, this this is just a dump. You know, mm-hmm. th- this is nothing but more trash. You know, and that kind of, that pulls back. Rem- remember, in the, the, the beginning part of season eight, Rick sees a helicopter go overhead. Mm-hmm. So... I mean, are we opening up this world even more in, in the in the next couple, not necessarily episodes, but in the next couple seasons? Well, does he know something? Because he goes, are you going to just say what it what tell everybody what this was before? And so it's like... Does Simon know? Yeah, does Simon know that there's something? Uh, that it's possible. There's something? It's Cause... possible. I mean, maybe, I mean, I hate to say it, but maybe Simon was part of the trash people at one point or part of the, you know... Uh, that, no, no, I'm not I saying part know. of the trash people, but maybe he knew these people prior the, to the apocalypse. Maybe, maybe in the neighborhood, maybe yeah. he was like a neighborhood thug or something. Yeah, you you uh, never know. Or maybe, maybe he could maybe he could have worked there or whatever. Whatever yeah. we find out that the that the dump used to be, 
you know whatever it is now it's a slurry factory yeah exactly so let's go ahead and get into it god um, damn that was brutal jada had to, oh sorry <laughs> to see your friends your lieutenants your everybody you well, love before you get into that though we need to talk about her interactions with Rick and Michonne because yeah. Rick and Michonne pull some hardcore shit. That was cold blood. I mean, as soon as Simon kills all of the all of the trash people, they turn into walkers. Mm-hmm. R- Rick and Michonne are in there, and Jadis is, just says, you know, take me with you. And Rick goes, I've had it with your shit. Nope, I'm out. <laughs> and just burns out on her. So then that leads and us he, to and he even went there and he's like wait 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 and after after that was pretty fucking dope when he had that thing of like pick 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 and he was picking people in the head with the door that was slick and so dude he was doing that and they like take me he's like nope if you can keep up you can come nope and just boom 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 and then pop 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 scat like what you do to like. Like a, like a, he's what me you home. do with an, a with a possum? They try to follow like a, like a stray cat with mange is coming like no get scat scat. I'm like yeah. <laughs> so he chases Jadis back, you know, and the walkers push her back even further. Yeah, we find out later that she is on top of Don't on top of, on top of old trash pile, but. What, it's very interesting. I mean, this is a huge props to the makeup effects and the CGI people. We find out that what she's on top of is one of those industrial metal grinders that they grind up like tires and refrigerators tires. and apparently all of Jada's friends. Right? <laughs> I thought... I thought she was gonna jump in. I did too, but oh my god, that was that gory was as hell. Brutal as shit. I mean, just to see all these walkers that used to be her friends <coughs> right before her eyes <laughs> just turned into a slurry of nothing but walker, you know, walker blood and like meat just chewed up. While one, it, it I it's heartbreaking for uh, Jadis. Uh, the leader of the trash people to see that to see all of her friends and her people basically into slurry too it was fucking awesome for us to see it though you know and props again to Pollyanna McIntosh she was great uh I just I really felt bad for uh uh Jadis. I did too. You know, because yeah. I mean, even with the double crosses and whatnot, all of these people are trying to do what's best for themselves. You know, they're mm-hmm. trying to survive mm-hmm. in, in this in this world. So when she double crossed Rick, she was just going with the saviors because she knew the saviors were more powerful. Yeah. Well, then Rick had the better plan, so she flip flopped and went with Rick. Mm-hmm. Well, now all of a sudden she has nobody. I mean, she is nobody. Yeah. Literally, there are no bodies because they're all just a pile of Play-Doh now. Mm-hmm. So she has nothing. And, I mean, is she going to be even able to recover from this? Like, not even necessarily is she going to find another community. No, is she going to find her lost mind? Right. She just ground up all of the people that Everybody, she lived with. Right. That's got to be rough. And then to know that she's alone. Because, one, you know fucking the saviors ain't going to take her. Nope. Right? Not at all. You know that Rick and Rick and them aren't gonna take her. So what the fuck does that leave her? So I guess you know what? In fairness, they need a new leader down in the uh, the ocean side. <laughs> <laughs> a position just opened up <laughs> thanks to Enid. So it's, it's been zero days since the last accident. <laughs> 
she could go and be like. I, I mean, I guess it fits. You know, the Oceanside community doesn't have any men, you know, because of Negan. And now, you know, Jadis is going to have it out for Simon, who is yeah. one of Negan's people. So yeah. maybe maybe we see, you know, Jadis in the, in the Oceanside community. Who knows? And you know what? Even if she even if she comes back on her feet or and becomes a, like, solo lone wolf badass, like, a la Carol... Whose side would she, if it came down to it, whose side would she be on? I mean, like... I think she would be less apt to go against Rick. <coughs> I mean, even though he abandoned her. At least he, he didn't, didn't kill, kill everybody. everybody. Yeah, yeah. He, he didn't kill everybody like Simon did. So, I mean, I, I definitely think that if there's an alliance to be had in the next couple episodes or next season or whatnot, mm-hmm. it's going to be with Rick and the, and the survivors. I'm bummed that there's no more trash people. I really am, because like I no, they I, are. I, I like they're just a gigantic pile. Yeah, there's still trash people there. <laughs> and that was such that was such a fucked up scene when uh, they're talking about her painting and she's all broken down and sad and everything. And the next thing you know, it just like splattered. Looks like a Jackson Pollock it painting. It splattered right on her painting, and I was like, God damn, that's salt in the wound right there, man. That's insult to injury. That's when I thought she was just gonna jump in, but I'm glad she didn't. But like I said, I'm, I'm I'm bummed that there's no more uh, actual trash people, except for one trash pieces. <laughs> but I hope there's more to Pollyanna McIntosh's character. I do too, because I like her character. I, I think she still has legs in the in the world and in the so storyline. Because I, I mean, so now too. she has. She's she got more Rick stake be, in the game. Yeah, she has Rick to be pissed at now. Mm-hmm. She has definitely Simon and Negan to be pissed at. So, mm-hmm. I mean, wh- where does that leave her? Well, and she wanted to stay hidden from the whole world. You yeah. Know, in her, and like, I mean, it kept her uh, safe. Uh, much like the Oceanside people, she wanted to stay hidden in her own world. Now she can't, yep. you know? So I'm really interested in where this takes her, and I hope they do more with her. Yep. And then the final, uh, the final snippet or vignette that we see is Rick's, of course. Mm-hmm. And... This one was probably one of the most emotional um, uh, of the entire episode, and rightfully so. I mean, yeah. it was his son that got, you know, got bit and died. Um, and then you see Rick get on the walkie-talkie, and he goes, let me talk to Negan. And the guy goes, who is this? This is Rick Grimes. It's like, all you had to say was Rick. Right. I mean, that's, all, that's all it is. We want to do want to talk about stuff. It's things. And um, he talked, uh, Negan and, and Rick share a moment. Yeah. You know, he says, you know, Carl got uh, Carl's dead, and Negan, you can you can tell just Jeffrey D. Morgan's facial mannerisms, yeah. the way that he handled that that scene. Uh-huh. I mean, you can see the trepidation in his face. You can hear it in his voice. Um, you know, he was shaken up. He was yeah. like, well, 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 goddamn, man. You know, he was supposed to you know live in this world and and be a part of what we're trying to build here, mm-hmm. and then. In typical Negan fashion, Started turns it shit. turns it right back around on Rick. Started talking shit, and see that's the thing that I love and hate about Negan and the whole Rick Grimes thing, and even the death of Carl. Because when we when the death of Carl, the last episode, that whole big thing, that's supposed to be a big thing, I was like, okay, boohoo, you know. But here, when seeing Negan's reaction. Almost gave me the feels. It gave me like the mini tingles. Yeah, you know, not quite the feels, but the like the the, f- you know, and so <laughs> and so I was like, God damn, that hit me more harder emotionally than it, the the actual in memoriam episode type thing. And then for him to start talking shit. Oh, he was talking mad shit, crazy shit, and blaming car, or blaming Rick, and just talking all that stuff. When and then the way it ended. 
I was so pissed off. I was just like, it shouldn't have ended with silence. It should have just ended with Rick saying, fuck you, you know, just. Well, you know, the last person that told him that he couldn't take care of his family was Shane. And yeah. you saw what happened there. Yeah. Can't take care of your family, Rick. Right. You couldn't keep, you couldn't keep your, your wife, Rick. Right. Yeah. And uh, he ends up getting stabbed. So yeah. maybe Negan gets finally gets his come up and fuck Negan to tell him that I had plans for your son. Yeah. You know? I, yeah. God. And it's like he blames him for his death. And, you know, Rick's like, well, I'm going to kill you next. And Negan just goes, you already lost, Rick. Right. And it's like. Wow, that's got a. I mean, that's some psychology. Like, that's some like senior level psychology <laughs> lessons in, in in college. I mean, Negan is is playing with his brain because he knows he's at a fractured state at this point. Yeah, and to use like Carl as Negan's rallying cry. Yep, that's fucked up. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's going to be interesting for the the back half of this season to see what kind of plays out. And I mean. As much as I hate to say it, good on Egan. At least he's playing his cards right. He's talking shit. I mean, no, it's not even that. It's just at least he's playing his cards <laughs> right. You know, he he had uh, he had a camaraderie with Carl. Mm-hmm. You know, even with as weird and as effed up as it was. Right. I mean, they still shared you know common right. interests and common bonds, and you know, he knows how he knows how to goat Rick into into making a misstep, and I think that's exactly what he did by saying, "You already lost, Rick." Right. Negan respected Carl in a different way that he respects Rick. You know what I'm saying? I don't think he respects Rick at all. I think he re- I think he respects his as an his forcefulness. Yeah, you know, and, and his fortitude. I, I don't think but, he respects him as a person. No, though. but he respected Carl as a person. Oh yeah, it really did Definitely. hit him hard. But for him to talk shit, God damn, that's ugh. yeah. It it was a little it was a little brutal. So um, we won't go into conjecture on what ha- what happens in the next episodes or you know the back half of this season. You'll have to tune in next week. Genius, do you have anything else that you would like to add to the episode other than say, <laughs> other than say "fuck Negan"? No. I- I'm gonna miss the trash people. Yeah, I'm gonna miss the trash people. I I liked how weird they were. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I liked this episode. I mean, as a whole, but I didn't like that it. It just said Michonne, and then it just showed Michonne, and then Michonne. I think they could have done it without that, like the yeah. intros. Uh, they, they relied on the the audience to not be smart enough to know, to know who, who the story part of the story was going to be centered on. Right. Yeah. It was like here, slap you in the face, Rick Grimes. Right. And like our hero, you know. <laughs> it's, exactly. And like I said, it's it's a, this was a mixed bag for me because. While there was a lot of the segments that I liked, it was it was easier to pick out exactly which ones with the story driven, right. like how we kind of say. Yeah. But for it to be like, here's this, and then like, come on, we get it. You know, it was so like we always do. Then on a scale of one to ten, how would you rate this episode? I would give this a five. I mean, because for me, so you're gonna go low, middle of the road, just middle, middle of the middle, road, middle, middle of the road, because. There was some actually. I take that back. I'm gonna go five and a half because the ones, the episodes, the things that I saw, I really, really liked. The episode, the the segments that took me out, took me out. If I could base them on individual episodes, it would be a totally different story. Yeah, but it would still be fluctuating, right. way so up, way down. Between an average of it, because I really liked the, I really liked the last three. I really liked uh, Trevor's. Uh, uh, 
Jadis's mm-hmm. and uh, Rick's. Jadis's. Right? I did not like Michonne's. I did not like Enid's. And I was a little bit lukewarm on that. Yeah. On the on the um other one. On the Negan one? On the Negan one. I mean, I liked it. So, overall... Yeah, and, and I'm much like you, man. When, when it missed, it missed big for me. Yeah. But when it hit... It hit it, big. It, it, gave, it gave me a little bit more insight into Negan. Uh, and, and his justification as to why he is as brutal as he is. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in a, another unhinged Rick is almost getting a little long in the tooth. Mm-hmm. I mean, I understand that they have to constantly throw curveballs curve but... and whatnot, but there's only so much you can throw at a character before he ultimately becomes so unhinged that he dies. Because he's already un- became unhinged so many more right. times. in the prison. We've already and seen Super Crazy Rick. Now, I understand this is a different circumstance because he did lose But it's still his an- son, another but it's Super still- Crazy Rick. Right. Yeah, yeah. so, I mean, I, I'm going to go middle of the road. I'm going to go even five. I mean, mm-hmm. because like we said, you know, there were, there were some parts that hit really heavy for me, and there were some other parts that were just complete swing and a miss. Yeah. So... Uh, but with that being said, I do want to remind all of our listeners to go ahead and check in with us next week. These episodes air on Mondays to allow you guys to catch up with all the episode and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but with that being said, I'm your host, Dustin P. And on behalf of Genius McGee, I'm going to go have me a slime.